Iruvin Dafped. The last thing we did, we started Mishnah of how exactly do we do a Shituf Mavoy. We take a, a barrel of wine and you pick it up, you mezakeh for everyone, and you say this belongs to everyone, and now the, everyone can carry in the Mavoy. And Rav Yuda uh, said that you have to pick it up the barrel of Tefah. And we got into a whole hal- a bunch of halachot that we said in the name of the elders of Pumpadita. We saw Braita that says you could pick up this barrel of uh, Shituf Mavoy, anything, and we explained what's anything, a tefah. And with that, we are starting the Pe'amud Aleph, a little bit deep into it, uh, nine lines in at the end of the line where it says Itmar. Itmar. Shitufem Mavoot, when you're connecting Mavoot, Rav Amar, Ensaychlezakot, you don't have to. Uh, give someone else over possession of the actual fruit yes you do have to give them of the perot however you have to you have to give possession why because he has to he has to be living in that place he has to do a shvita over there and therefore you have to be you don't have to be, give him over from the fruit because Iruvet Homin is a mitzvah, therefore I'm trying if I'm doing Iruf Tahomin for someone, I'm for sure giving him a piece of the, the food or some of the food that's in the barrel. Like Shitufem Avot, and that's the way uh, Tosfot basically explains it. Now the Gemara asks, Bishlam I understand which Shmuel who said by Shitufem of Mevot they need to get part of the food and by Iruf Tahomin you don't need why Hacha Tanan over here by Shituf Mavoy it says that you have to be mezakeh. Vehacha by Iruvet Hamin Lotnan doesn't say it. The Mishnah coming up that uh, it, it teaches us how to do shituf uh, tehumin when I want to connect with someone with the tehumin. It doesn't say I have to be mezakeh for him. Elo Rav, my Tamaso. Rav, you have to explain yourself. So the Gemara explains, no, Tanaei, it's a machloket Tanaim when it comes to Iruv tehumin. If you have to be mezakeh, if I have to give over some of the food to the other person. And in regards to Shituf Mevot, Rashi says Rav is one of the older Amoraim and he was already on the level of a Tana and he has a right to argue. And the Braita that sees him arguing in Ayurveda Humin is the Amar Marav Rabbi Oshaya. There was a Maase where the daughter in law of Rabbi Oshaya, she went to go bathe outside at home of Shabbat. And by the time she was coming back, it was already dark, and she couldn't get back into the city. And her mother-in-law did the Iruv for her. And she did the Iruv without uh, letting her know about it. They brought this question in front of Rebihiya. Can the daughter-in-law be so mechanic to come back to the city? He didn't let her come back. You're so you're so strict with when it comes to Lchot Eruvin. This is what my father, the BOC, said. Whatever you can be mekil when it, lenient when it comes to Eruvin, be lenient. When they asked in the yeshiva, why did Rabbi Chaya bemet? Why was he mahmir and didn't allow this daughter-in-law to come back to the city based on the mother-in-law's Eruv? Mishal Hamuta Ervala. Is it because her mother-in-law did the Iruv, and she wasn't Mezakeh, she didn't give her part of the fruit that was in the barrel? Or maybe 
that the mother-in-law took from the fruit of the, the, the daughter-in-law. She took from her food, and she did the, and she did uruv for her. And because her, the daughter-in-law didn't have her mind to do this uruv, it doesn't count. And he told the students, "Who's that? Who, him?" Rabbi Yaakov said to the students. I was Rabbi Yohanan explained it to me. Michelle Hamotarva, her mother-in-law took from her food and she did iru for her daughter-in-law. And she didn't give her the food. She didn't acquire it for her. It didn't count. And you see, here's another Tana that Rabbi Hayao holds like Rab Shita that when it comes to iruvet and you have to be zocheh. And Rabbi Shmuel Yosi who allowed her. Holds that when it comes to Arabic to Homin, you don't have to be Mezake. Amar le Rabbi Zerad Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Zerad told Rabbi Yaakov, Bered de Bat Yaakov, the son of Bat Yaakov. And she brings down that his father wasn't a good person, so he goes after his mother's side. And in the Geonim, explained that uh, sometimes when the mother was such a Hashuv lady, they named the son after her. Either way, Kimatita Tawan Sorbizra told us Rabbi Yaakov when you go to uh, to Eret Israel, Akif Vezila Sulmaditsu, go you know, go a little bit out of the way, go to Sulmaditsu as a city. Ubayamine Rabbi Yaakov Baraidi and ask Rabbi Yaakov Baraidi why was Rabbi Hiya Oser that the the daughter in law to come back to the city? So Rabbi Yaakov did that. Ba'amin and he asked uh, Rabbi Yaakov Baraidi. Was it the mother-in-law's food and she wasn't mezaket to her daughter? Or she took the, the daughter-in-law's food, she did the aru for her and the daughter-in-law didn't know about it. explained to this Rabbi Yaakov that the mother-in-law used her own food and she forgot to acquire it to her daughter-in-law. Amar of Nachman Nakitina, and we have a tradition in our hands: Echad Eruvet Echomin, Echad Eruvet Hazerot, Echad Shitufei Mavoot. In all cases, when you're doing it for other people, Tzarich Lezakot. You have to be Mezakeh for them. Now, Ba'er of Nachman, of Nachman has a question: Eruvet Tavshilin, Tzarich Lezakot or Ensach Lezakot? Do I have to acquire it for the neighbor from doing Eruv Tavshilin for him or not? What's the question? Didn't you hear what Rav Nachman Bar Rav Ada Amar Shmuel said? You have to, you have to be mezakeh for the other people. So what are you bichlal asking? Obviously he didn't hear it. Because if he would have heard it, uh, what's the question? But the Gemara pushes that away. Amale, Rabbi Yosef told Abaye, Atu, Iruvete Humin, Milo, Amashmuel, Ensech Lezakot. Iruvete Humin, didn't we see that Shmuel said Ensech Lezakot, Beamar Ihu? And he said, and Rabbi Haman said that Sarich Lezakot. Meaning, you're telling me the name is Shmuel, but Rabbi Haman argues with him when it comes to Iruvete Humin. So maybe he argues with him on, on Iruvete Shilin also. So again, the question is back, is back to square one. Do we uh, do we have to be mezakeh by Eruv Tavshilin also? But uh, the Gemara now pushes back Rav Yosef's uh, uh, proof that by Rav by that by Eruv Tavshilin they argued. Achiyashta, how are you comparing Eruv Tavshilin and Eruv Tavshilin? Bishla Mahatam, I understand by Eruv Tavshilin why Rav Nachman argued on Shmuel why Pligeh Rav Shmuel is a machlok at Rav Shmuel because Mashamalan the Chumarin the more the Chumarin the more. 
And we see that Rav Nachman was mahmir by Iruveta Humin like Rav. That you have to be Mezakeh. And by, by Shitufim Avot, he holds like Shmuel, that you also have to be Mezakeh. And therefore, by Iruveta Humin, he's not arguing. He's just he's being mahmir. If Rav Nachman really would have heard Shmuel, who said he would have even argued? And since Rav Nachman is not sure if he even heard about this Shitav Shmuel, maybe we should be posek like Shmuel. And since there's no clear and cut proof, it sounds like that's the way uh, the Gemara is going. That we're going to be posek like Shmuel when it comes to Arvet of Shilin, that he has to be Mezakeh. Ahutur Zina. There was a person who, you know, he was, his job was to watch the weapons for the city. He lived in the neighborhood of Rabbi Zera, and he was a goy. He was oser for everyone to carry in the Hatser. They told him, can we please rent uh, your space? He didn't want to rent. They came to Rabbi Zera. They told him the whole story. Can we rent it from his wife? This is where Shlakish said from a great in the name of a great man, Umanu, Rabbi Hanina, Ishto Shaladam Me'arevet Shalomidato. A person's wife could be Me'arev for him even if he doesn't know. And even and Rashban Ridvai say even whether he likes it or not. And therefore she could be Mevatel Rashut also whether he likes it or not. But we do have a Rabbi Nuhanil who says that uh, if the, the goy comes and starts arguing and yelling and screaming about his wife, then yeah, everything gets uh, annulled. There was a weapon watcher that was living in the neighborhood of Rabbi They told him, please rent us a spot uh, for the Shabbat. He didn't, want, he didn't agree. They came in front of Amre and they told him, Can we rent a spot from his wife? They didn't know what the answer would be. So they came to Rav Matna, they didn't have the answer either. They came in front of This is what Shmuel said. A person's wife could do an Ayruv without his permission. So now the Gemara asks, Metive, we have a Brayta that says, Nashim she'ayruvu ve'nishtatfu she'lo midat ba'alehen. You have ladies, they did a'ruvu ha'tzerot, they did she'tuf ma'avu'ot, they didn't uh, tell their husbands about it. En a'ruvan, a'ruvu, en she'tufan, she'tuf, whatever they did doesn't count. Bottom line is, that uh, it, it's not like Shmuel, uh, you see that if, you, if, there, if the husband didn't agree to this, it doesn't count. So the Gemara explains, la'kasha ha'de'asar ha'de'lo'asar. When Shmuel said it's a, it's allowed for a lady to do the iruv, when this husband is going to be osir on everyone, so if he comes back yelling and screaming, and because he's yelling and screaming, the whole neighborhood's going to be asur, then she could do it whether he likes it or not. But uh, the Braita which says uh, she's not allowed to do it is where he's not the one osir. Let's say we're there talking about a case where the house is in between two mavois, and he usually uses one side and not the other side, and the other side. Uh, he didn't do an ayruv with them. Uh, he could stop her if he wants. Not a big deal if he said uh, he's not the, the one who makes it or break it. But in the case where he's the maker or break it, she can do whether he likes it or not. And the Gemara brings the proof. It makes sense that that's what Shmuel was talking about. The Imken, 
if kashad Shmuel Shmuel, because if you don't say that, the problem with Shmuel on himself. The Amar Shmuel, Echad Bnei Mavoi, Sheragili Shtatef and Bnei Mavoi. You have a, you have one of the people in the Mavoi, but there called he does a Shituf Mavoi, Veloni Shtatef, and this time, uh, you know, he got upset or something. He doesn't want to do a Shituf Mavoi with everyone. Veloni Shtatef, Bnei Mavoi, Nichasin Etoch Betov, and Otnin Shtufan Mimenu Balkorhol. The people of the Mavoi can come into his house, take uh, his uh, Shituf, take a piece of bread or something, whether he likes it or not. And Tosfot, of course, says you have to ask his wife permission at least. Someone has to agree to it. And again, Ragil in. Shen Ragil, lo. If he's used to be, being with them, then they could come and uh, forcefully take that Iru uh, from him. If he's not usually with them, then they have no right. Shema Amina. So you have to say that Shmuel let the lady do the Iru whether he likes it or not is only in a case where he's the one who's Osir on everyone. But if he's not the one Osir on everyone, then uh, he could stop it. Lema Meseyale. So let's uh, let's say we have another Brayta that helps the situation. Uh, where the Brayta says, Kofin oto lasot lehi mavoi. We can force someone to make a lehi and a korah to, let, uh, to, to kosher the mavoi. And the Gemara is thinking, if I'm allowed to force him to put up a, a whole lehi in a Korah situation, of course I could force him even to, to give a piece of bread to make everyone allowed to carry the Mavoy. The Gemara pushes away, no. Shani hatam deleka mechitzot. Over there is different because over there there was no mechitza. And it's an open area. It's very hard to keep the area protected. So we make a lehi Korah. We try to close it up. But uh, to make a shituf mavoi, it's not necessarily a proof that uh, that I could force him to do a shituf mavoi. And the ritva asks over here right away, what uh, extra shmira are you doing when you put a lehi and a kora? That's not putting an extra wool. And the ritva and tosafot both have a problem because what extra shmira are you doing over here by putting up a lehi and kora? Therefore, they both explain there's probably a difference in girsad, take away uh, leka and put in the ika mechitzot. There are mechitzot, and this uh, makes it mutat little tell. Now, the Gemara brings also Yelishna Harina Mitzad Shani, and if you look at the Masorat Shatz over here, it says these words don't make sense whatsoever. If you look at Hagahot Agrais, it adds Bebetin Shani, which means that uh, Betin can come and force him to come and do a Lehin Korah to allow this area to be carried, uh, not like uh, by the Sheet of Mavoy, we could just come get food on your own. And therefore, it's not, not a proof that they're the same case. Itmar, Rav Hiya Barashe Amar, Osim Lehi Asherah. You're allowed to do a lehi from the wood of an asherah. You can make a korah, the beam on top, uh, from a tree that's an asherah, from Avodazra tree. Now, whoever said a beam, which because we, korah has to be tefah, lehi could be anything. Because lehi could be anything, and korah uh, has to be a tefah thick. And uh, therefore, it's as if it doesn't exist. It's as if it was uh, broken up into a million pieces and there was no shi'ur. It's as if it's burnt already because there's a mitzvah to burn the asherah. And it's as if it doesn't exist. Tosafot is right, uh, right away quick to ask. But a lehi also has to be ten tefahim tall. So, and if it's already considered burnt, then it's, it's as if it's not there. So Tosafot explains... We look at that lehi as if it's already burnt and a bunch of ashes, and the ashes will count. That's good enough for a lehi, but for a korah, it needs to be a little bit bigger. Okay, Mishnah. All of a sudden, we, uh, I guess the food, everyone took a little bit of food, now we don't have a lot of food left. Mosif umzake. 
If he wants, he could add more food. Mi'arif Shabbat, Rebbeinu Yonatan says, you could add a little bit more food and you could be mezakeh for everyone. Ve'en sarikh you don't have to tell everyone that you added for them. Because they already they already got together and they said we want to be together, so you don't have to re-explain everything. Then all of a sudden more people came and now there's not enough food for everyone. Mosif, umzakeh, you could add more water and you could be mezakeh for everyone. However, you have to explain that you're added from your own food for them. Because the new uh, guys, they didn't, uh, they didn't, uh, they didn't mix with everyone. They weren't, uh, they weren't megaleda. They didn't reveal that they want. They didn't specify that they want to connect with everyone. Kama shiuran. What's the what's the shiur? How much food you have to put for shituf mavoi? Bizman shehen merubin and be patient with explanation for the gemara. When there's a lot of people, mazon shete saudot bekulam has to be enough for two saudot for every person. But if there's not too many people, even if there's a, a dried fig amount for every person in the Mavoid, that's good enough. What are we saying that you need a shi'ur? When you're coming to set up an Iruv, whatever is left of the Iruv in order for us to still be able to carry, anything is okay. And the only reason they said, do in Ayruv Hatsirot also when you already have a Shituf Mavoy, Ela So the children don't forget that you're not allowed to carry on Shabbat without uh, doing some sort of Ayruv. So if they see their parents carrying every Shabbat, they never saw an Ayruv Hatsirot done, they're, uh, they're going to think that you're allowed to, it's allowed to carry on Shabbat, they're never going to know it's Asur. Therefore, you not only need a Shituf Mavoy, but you also need Ayruv Hatsirot. And not only you need Ayruv Hatsirot, you also need. A, a, a shituf mavoy. You need both. And since it, it's only mishuma gezera and so on and so forth, therefore, if whatever food is left, we could be lenient that even if it's a even samashu, the eruv still counts. Now we learned in the mishnah that if the food is less than the correct shiur, uh, you could add it to your you could add it from your own pocket. You could add from your own food into the pile. And you don't have to tell anyone. However, we're understanding that if everyone took food and now the pot is empty, I can't add anymore. So Gemara explains, askinan, What are we talking about? If we're talking with one food, then what's the problem? Even if the food completely finished, then I could still add. So let's say we had a big pot of rice that we all shared together, and that rice finished. Everyone, we, I now know that everyone wants rice, so I could add from uh, more rice into that pot, even though the entire rice finished. Ela, we have to be talking about mishnemini. We're talking about two types of food. But if that's the case, afilu nitmaet namilo. Even if there's less food, who says I could add from different types of food? And the Gemara proves that if it's one mean, you don't have to say anything. And if it's two meaning, you have to explain. The Tanya. Kala ha'ochel, if the food is finished, mimi'nehad en If it's one food, you don't have to go tell everyone I added uh, more rice because everyone wants rice. Mishne meaning, but if it's two types of food, you have to go tell everyone that I'm uh, adding uh, more meat. So bottom line is, we still have a question with the language of the Mishnah. If we're talking about one mean, why does it say nitma'at? And if it finished completely, 
why does it say uh, why nitmaet is mutar? It's not allowed. So the Gemara explains ibayt ima. You could say mimin ad ibayt ima. I'm just naming you could or you could say we're talking about two uh, two types of food. Ibayt mimin ad. You could say that we're dealing with one food and we said hey, uh, what does that mean nitmaet? Even if it completely finished, I could add my nitmaet. Nitmaet means it uh, It finished completely. Uh, means it's gone. Kala. Or you could say it's two types of food. And what's the reason I don't have to say? If the food is finished, it's a whole different story. When there's some food left, I don't have to tell anyone by adding more, even if it's a different type of food. But when the food's completely gone, I would have to tell everyone that I'm adding a different type of food. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, If more people come in out of nowhere, we didn't expect them here, now they're here. Um, I can add, I can be mezakeh for them, but I have to tell them before doing so. Amar of Shizvi, Amar of Hasda, Zot Omeret, Halukin Alav Haverav Al Rabbi Yehuda. It means that uh, Rabbi Yehuda's friends argue on him. Rabbi Yehuda said, You could do Ayruveh Hatserot for people whether they like it or not. And we are understanding from the Mishnah that you have to tell the, the people. And the Mishnah said, that uh, Tana Kama holds over there that you're not going to be me'arif for a person without him knowing. And Amar Rabbi Yehuda, B'midvar Mamurim, B'ayruvet Tehumin. B'ayruvet Tehumin, he has to know that says uh, Shevita and so on and so forth. He has to know uh, where his 2,000 Amot are. But B'ayruvet Hatserot, when it comes to Hatserot, Me'arvin ben Nadat, ben Shelo Nadat, whether he likes it or not. So the Gemara says, Pshita de Halukin. Well, it's, what's the Hidush of Rav Shezve? Uh, it sounds like, uh, it's obvious that they're arguing. So the Gemara explains, I would have thought that in general, Rav Yuda does not argue on Tanakama. And when do you have to know, uh, when do you have to tell the person about that Ayruv? When it's a Hatser between two Mavoys. And this Hatser could really be connected to any Mavoy at once. And in that type of case, you have to tell them. Aval Hatser Shil Mavoy Had, if it's a Hatser, one Mavoy, Emalo, maybe I don't have to say Kamash Malan. That's what Rav Shezvi's come to tell me that Rav Yehuda holds that uh, you have to tell him, and Hachamim over there argue. Okay, now continuing with what the Mishnah said, Kamau Shiura, what's the Shiur? If there's a lot of people to Saudot, if there's uh, very little people, uh, even if it's a dried fig for each one. Kamahu Merubin. What's this uh, Merubin? Remember, we said with a lot of people, and we didn't understand exactly what the Mishnah meant. What does that exactly mean? Amar Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, Shimona Asra Ben Adam. If you have eighteen people, the Gemara asks Shimona Asra Vetulo, eighteen, and that's it. So the Gemara explains Emma Shemishemona Asra Ve'elach from eighteen and on. Omai Shimona Asra Danakat. And how'd you get to eighteen? Where would you get that from? I heard it from my father, which is Rav Yudah. If you split the food as is to two Saudot between each Hatser or Mavoy, and you don't get Gerogeret, and it's not enough for a Gerogeret for each person. Hen hen merubim. That's considered a lot of people. Vesage bimzon shete saudot, and two saudot is enough. So here we're saying that two saudot is less than the size of a gerogeret for each one. Veilo, and if I split it and I still have more than a gerogeret for each one, 
or at least even just a gero geret, that's called muatinin. Those are muatin. So now, how did Rav Yehuda and the name of Shmuel get to 18 and then explain them with his haq? He's teaching me a sighting. Ah, he's come to teach me that what's uh, the size of two saudot? 18 gerogerot. So the Gemara put a beautiful twist to that Mishnah and they're explaining what's uh, Merubin. Merubin is if you take two saudot and you split uh, split it up that you don't even have enough to give a gerogerit per person per sauda. That's one, and uh, if, uh, the dried fig is considered more in this type of case. When there's muatin, when there's less than 18 people, if I can give each one of a dried fig per sauda, that is considered good enough. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.